0: I'm so excited about this episode. Thank you for being here, Kelly. Amanda, Um, I'm
1: so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I know.
0: I love it. I'm probably not going to release any video on this, but Kelly has a giant, gigantic, like, I don't know, is it a canvas or something behind you that's this badass mom, so it's making me so happy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It makes me so happy, too, really, and it was such a gift that I got to work with someone who is a badass mom and now a good friend um, on the design. So really keeping it kind of in the family and getting to go through the iteration of a branding and design process that also, like, I think we both got a lot out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, who would know that six months later that person would be like, you know spilling their guts about their life in my kitchen and i would get to like also help them in the way oh, that in a whole different so way good. than they helped me with my brand it was really it's a beautiful thing
0: right so when you look at it it has so much story beautiful. exactly maybe that's what i'm feeling maybe it's just emitting that energy <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's got a good energy for at first the s's on the badass they were a little too voluptuous i'm like we're not about that we may need the s's to be a little less voluptuous so even the font is yeah. very intentional
0: in a way that you would want? Um, I, so my niche topic and what I mostly speak to is post-abortion and then anything like kind of reproductive world, but I also Mm. have a handful of general life coaching clients. So they're like, they work, they have jobs, they are teachers, they are therapists, they are writers, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I have this kind of like world of my coaching that's more general and I made a I made them all mugs and I made sweatshirts one year and they say softly badass and I've gotten a lot of shit from like coach world that's like why are you softly badass and not just full-on badass I'm like because it feels good to me yeah and my daughter wears the softly badass she's 16 she wears the softly badass sweatshirt to school it's like mm. that's my version of badass is softly badass i love that there's so it.
1: many versions of badass 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 doesn't have to be crossfit hardo like, right whatever yeah like no no hate on crossfit that's your thing i love Holy. that for you but there's so many it just reminds me of the I think so much right now about the range that women have and we can encompass all of that range of badass because badass moms, we're not skydiving. We're not all Olympians. We're not food prepping every week necessarily, but there's something in that's integral and badass about being a mom that we can amplify by asking for what we want.
0: Mm. Okay. That's the topic I want to talk to you about. Well, no, there's a lot of topics I want to talk to you about. (laughs) Okay. First of all, why don't you introduce yourself in like a more formal way? Who are you? How do you show up in the world? Give guests, give listeners like a little taste of who Kelly Donahue is. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have so many questions to ask you.
1: (laughs) My name is Kelly Donahue. I'm the founder of Badass Moms. I help women ask for what you want, have more fun and dismantle internalized patriarchy. Um I went to Harvard, got married, had a baby, had my tech job, all those things that I thought was what I wanted and I thought was achievement and doing the right thing. And then, you know, I was maybe 6 months or more postpartum and I looked out my little home office window and was like mm is this really it in this picket fence, lovely suburb with the good schools and my supportive husband and my baby was healthy and all these things. And I was like, wait, I used to be a badass. What happened? Like, (laughs) yeah. And so it was crawling out of that. And, um, for me, my entry into that was texting one friend to go surfing with me was that cuz i'm a surfer i grew up surfing i was a surf lifeguard in australia for 2 years um and that was the integral part of me that helped open the door to all these other parts of me that i was then tapping into exploring by orienting towards that badass surfing mom who was my truest identity yeah um and so yeah i'm uh certified by the ethical coaching collective And um, as an integrative change worker, that's where you and I met. And I just love seeing that inner badass in every woman and mom Mm, I talk to, because everyone, everyone has it. Um, No matter how far you think you've lost yourself, if you have three kids and you haven't worked in years and you don't even know what your fun is anymore beyond Target and Starbucks. I know you're a badass. I know, like, (laughs) you just are. Like, look at the (laughs) shit you're doing every day. Like, what a badass. Like, raising your kids to be good people and trying your best. And even when you yell and you repair. And I think women don't give themselves enough credit for how badass they are because badass is seen through this, um, I don't know, van life, male CEO, waking up at five to meditate lens and that's not what it's actually about
0: yeah so you went to harvard but you're you must not be on the east coast anymore if you're a surfer mom
1: i'm still on the east coast you are where are oh, you oh yeah i'm in Wenham, massachusetts so it's Do about you know that i'm in, in massachusetts I know. You said you were in Massachusetts. I, I was like, huh, that. I'm going to have to talk about this. Uh, um, So it's near Beverly. So I teach yeah. my surf lessons about yeah. 20 minutes north on Good Harbor Beach.
0: That's in the winter. What, yeah. Before, Before we hit degrees. record, I was telling you that I had connected with another um, coach from our program. That's what she was saying to me, like, Kelly does surf lessons. and I, Okay. It's all coming together. Um. Do you surf year
1: round? Oh yeah, the best surf in New England is in the oh fall and winter. God, you are a hardcore badass. <laughs> but I I only teach women and moms. Yeah. and mostly who've never surfed before, and they all get out there, and that's part of the entryway. Ugh. And again, I talk about surfing, but it doesn't have to be surfing. This just ridiculous totally. thing even putting on the wetsuit stuffing your into yeah. yourself into a wetsuit yeah. is ridiculous then we slather vaseline on our faces because the water is so cold it'll like aggravate your face it's so cold <laughs> and it's just ridiculous we look like swamp things and then you're falling off your board and you're laughing and you're trying and you're a little scared and it's that sweet yes. spot between yeah. being yeah nervous and excited and okay, that's we need I a
0: BFCC people. surf meetup this summer, because I'm not slathering Vaseline on myself, but I totally want to make this happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it.
0: Oh, it's so good. So good. Okay, that was a little, little offshoot. Um, all right, I love what you do. Thank you for being here on the podcast, but let me say why I thought having you here was so important for my audience. So... Most of my listeners have had abortions. Most mm-hmm. of my listeners have really complex feelings around their abortions. There's grief, there's relief, there's gratitude, there's fear, there's like all of it. Um, You are a mom. Many of my listeners are mom. Over 60% of people who have abortions are already moms. Um, And so... I do an activity with most of my clients and I was like, this is a Kelly activity, but she's going to be able to tell me more about why I love this activity so much. Um, The podcast is called speaking light into abortion. Like I feel like a lot of the work I do is like reconnecting with that light, finding your light again, um, releasing some pressure and some burden and some pain But I do this exercise with my clients where I like draw a sun, right? So we just draw a circle in the middle of a piece of paper and all the listeners can do this. And then I draw the sun in these like, you know, that style of like pointy triangles. I'm showing Kelly my my circle and my pointy triangles. And a lot of my listeners or my clients, sorry, come to me with a lot of heaviness and a lot of grief and they've forgotten who they are. They've forgotten what their son looks like. And so we take them back and I just, we just write their names in the middle and each point of the sun is like something that brings them joy, like something that makes them feel alive, something that makes them like connect to who they are. And in your language that'd be like connect to their badass, like they're alive, juicy, badass. Um, And so that might be like climbing a tree, surfing, um, walking my dogs, like whatever it is. And by the time we get all the way around the sun, we've reminded them that like there are things, whether they haven't done it for 10 years or they like just keep putting it off or whatever it is, like remind them that there are things that bring them joy, even in the complexity of this like post-abortion world. So I love this exercise. It's always eye-opening and it always like kind of changes and tweaks with each client because I never do two things the same ever, ever, ever. (laughs) But I knew I loved following your Instagram. And when I put together like, Kelly, that's the sun exercise. She's going to be able to talk more about why this is so powerful to like remember who you are through your joy. How do you help people do? Because I mean, maybe I'm wrong in interpreting you wrong, but like, I feel like that's what you do. Kelly is the person who helps you live in your son again, like live those activities that bring you joy.
1: Yeah. And I (laughs) no, I I think that's exactly right. I mean, I was talking to a client yesterday and she was saying, you know, I was talking with a friend. She's almost 50. And she was like, I'm talking with a friend. I'm like, God, what I wouldn't give to have one day in that 16 year old body yeah and that's kind of like a a grieving and yes of course I'm like yeah and what would you do what would you do and she and she mentioned she would ice skate again she was like I used to ice skate competitively in that I get chills when I got out there and I was like um what is keeping you from <laughs> ice skating? I'm like, do you know how to ice skate? She was like, well, it's funny. Like I was going to go ice skating the other day on the pond this winter. And I almost said no, because everyone was going to see me and expect this of me. And I got out there. And at first it was awkward and terrible. And then it, I remember, and it felt so good. Mm-hmm. But my thighs were so sore afterwards. I really have to get strong again. And it's like, okay, okay, okay. And then I asked, I was like, when you were 16, how did you get strong for ice skating? Yeah. He goes, I ice skated. Yes. It's like Yes, we keep on putting things off. Like I can't yeah. do it until my body looks a certain way. I can't do it until I have all these habits perfectly. Like delaying our gratification because there's so many inherent messages we get that delayed gratification is be- better. Fuck that. Yeah. I want gratification now. If you can do the thing, like- life is long. And it was kind of this process talking about like, you know, my life is kind of halfway over. Mm -hmm. I'm about to be 50. Like, what's the reality here? It's like, when you look back, what do you want to have given yourself, even if it was messy, even if it was awkward, even if you fell on your butt a couple times, why are you forcing yourself to go for a run or to a spin class where you hate the instructor half the time? Yeah, (laughs) it's, you have this thing that gives you flow. And I think she's a really special example because she could remember so tangibly. You could saw her whole body language Mm -hmm. change when she was describing that floating feeling of skin. Well, that's what
0: happens when I do this exercise with clients, I'm like, what else? And they add a thing and their whole body changes.
1: And I think what's really hard is bridging the gap between like, well, that was then and there are all these things that are logistics and fear, like both Mm -hmm. logistical and emotional barriers that you can start so small. You don't have to compete tomorrow. You can start so small and celebrate every single step to there, but make it as easy as possible for yourself. Instead of saying like, oh, I have to get strong. I'm going to rollerblade before I ice skate. Why? Can we give something to ourselves right now? Do you have to have a best friend that you know is going to say yes to coffee before you meet up for a coffee date with someone? (laughs) No, you want to be like, that's what I often say is the first step is just text a friend. It seems dumb. Is that really my badass self? But you never know what's going to happen. We're very bad at predicting the future. We're very bad at it. We think it's going to go one way. It's probably actually not gonna go that way, no matter how much we white knuckle control. But that can work in our favor too. So I think that sun is really resourcing with that hope and remembering tapping into that feeling. Because well, once you feel that feeling, it, but once we create all the yeah.
0: rays, I go through the activities first. What are the activities? What are the things you do? Like date nights with whoever, like whatever it is. But then, and I intentionally do it this way every time as we go through activities first, and then I review them. What's the feeling you get when you're ice skating? What's the feeling you get when you're watching movies with your partner? What's the Mm -hmm. feeling you get when you, you know, go to an amusement park? And the rays between all the triangles are the feeling. Because that's what we can tap into again.
1: Yeah.
0: So absolutely. It's the feeling that happens in that activity. So maybe you won't ever ice skate again the way you were 16, but you can access that feeling in your 50-year-old body. It's just going to look a little different. Right. And Maybe it's going to look better. Who knows? (laughs) Maybe it's going
1: to look better. And how much more joy and appreciation and like – lack of self-consciousness will you be able to access because you've been through your teens you've been through your 20s you've been through your 30s you give fewer fucks now than ever before because you know the real shit of life
0: yeah
1: you've been through the really hard stuff you've let go of a lot you've learned so much about yourself about the world and about others you can take the best parts of being 16 right because if you really not at not it. AKE knees like <laughs> being 16 kind of sucked. We forget Exactly.
0: That's what I was going to say. If you really look at it, you don't want to be 16 again. (laughs) You don't. No. There's so much you've learned since then, whether you're 26 or 36 or 50, like there's so much you've learned
1: since then that you wouldn't give up to be 16 again. And can we take this essence of that flow that felt so good, that feeling you loved? Yeah. And as you said, maybe it's not even going to be skating. Like, I realized recently for me, what I live for, what I want to look back in my life and again myself, many fun things, but one of them is dog walks with coffee, especially with my partner. Dog walks out in nature, sipping my coffee in the yeah. sun by the beach or in the woods. Yeah. That is one of the things I live for. Yeah, That cadence, that feeling, the conversation, the being outside, the delicious coffee yeah seeing my dog run around like I want to look back and be like I gave myself so many coffee walks and that's simple but to Mm. me getting to see that simple thing you do with a new why because you've acknowledged that feeling it gives you makes it even more powerful like I love how
0: you said I gave myself so many coffee walks yeah. Like I gave myself so much joy. I gave myself so much sunshine, I gave myself so much, whatever the thing is. Like, I love the way you worded that. Um. Okay. I've been coaching for a long time. I've been humaning for a long time. And there's always this balance. There's this nuance of like, how much do we feel the sad and how much mm. do we go after the joy? And Mm -hmm. so sometimes it can feel like, oh, just gaslight myself into being a happy surfer all the time. Like, no. Like, can we address that part of the conversation a little bit? I finished, um, so I've done a lot of coach certifications. (laughs) (laughs) The one we did together was my third, and then I jumped into another one right after that. Then I just started now. Um, Because I just love all this stuff so much. And the one I'm in now is called Positive Intelligence. Um, It's not really a certification. It's a program. But um, it's a lot about, like, building that muscle of, like, presence, that muscle of self-command, that muscle of, like, joy exists. (laughs) And so there's always this balance of like no I'm not going to just pretend it's rainbows and unicorns and sparkles all the time but I'm also not going to pretend that doesn't exist. And so how do you talk to your clients who are resistant to experiencing joy? I have a lot of clients who are who will say to me like I haven't been happy since the abortion, like I haven't experienced joy. I don't deserve it what do you say to that balance of like we're not doing this to pretend all the other shit isn't happening <laughs> no. we're doing this to remind you who you are as a whole
1: human yeah the world sucks it, it does. just does it's and really bad out there hard it's it's bad bad out there yeah and at the same time and this is one of the magic parts about women and mothers we hold conflicting things to be true all, all the, the time, time. you want to <laughs> throttle your kid and you're obsessed with them yeah like there are, we hold those two things all yes the time yes and i think mothers bump up against a lot of like the grief gratitude duality mm-hmm. of like, mm-hmm. oh, I shouldn't be sad because I'm so grateful for everything I do have, and that kind of gaslighting. Yeah. And it reminds me of the research by the Nagoski sisters, Emily Nagoski and Amelia Nagoski. Yeah. Uh, and they describe emotions as this tunnel that you even mentioned it this like resistance of what are you resisting that's keeping you from moving all the way through your emotion. And that's something that I've been working a lot on. I realized at 36, huh, I think they're around the same time every month. I hate everyone. (laughs) Shocking. Shocker. But having been on birth control most of my life, I don't think I was really aware until I could actually like know my cycle and being like, oh, that's a real thing. Mm -hmm. We probably should have learned this in school. This is biology in action. And not gaslighting myself that I have to be the happy, badass, woo-woo surfer all the time. That is that is a lot of the time my natural state. It's my favorite state. But allowing the I, I hate everyone and everything phase and you know, giving that soft badassery to myself of, okay, I'm going to resist this dog walk, but I'm just going to walk the dog and oh yeah, I do love the way the peepers sound in the spring and just letting myself feel kind of down. One of my favorite things when I'm down, I go in my backyard and I lie on the ground in Mm -hmm. the dark after I walk the dog, whether it's snow on the ground or whatever it is. And I was telling my therapist this, I was like, oh, I just feel like lying on the ground sometimes. And she was like, that actually sounds like a really healthy thing you give yourself. Yeah, exactly. That's how I take care of myself that's how another way I take care of myself. So, you know, for people who are like, I haven't felt happy in so long. I can't remember the last time I felt happy. I think there's a lot of messaging that we're not supposed to forgive ourselves.
0: That's the thing is so many of, especially my mom clients will say to me, like, you know, I start doing something with my two-year-old and like, It starts to get fun and then I feel guilty. Yeah. And then I can't forgive myself that I'm not having this experience with another child, even though I know A, that pregnancy wasn't healthy, or B, we didn't have the finances, or C, like our marriage was too rocky, or whatever it was, right? Like they had a good reason, but they're still like not allowing themselves to feel the joy of motherhood because they said no. To another pregnancy. Yeah. Um and I I hear you speaking to like just let it all be there. It's okay that it's all there.
1: Yeah. I think that's true. I think the harder we try to resist something, the more it becomes like very visceral yeah. and the more sticking power it has like any kind of grief it's you know two steps forward one step back it comes back and slams you and not making yourself wrong for feeling that i think there's a lot of shoulds involved in um grieving yeah. and recovery from anything there's a lot of shoulds versus and i think it's just such a beautiful like very hard awful but also beautiful time to practice giving yourself a thousand breaks like that's something we need to know and learn not just for ourselves but our kids see how we treat ourselves when Mm -hmm. we feel bad about something we did even if it was right yeah um
0: well, and coming not back
1: to like, we love them so
0: much and we want to like shut the door and leave them outside, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, We give them a thousand breaks without even questioning it, right? Like they yeah. annoy us like a hundred times a day and we still show up and
1: love them. Yeah, can we give the same to ourselves? Yeah, because we're taught we will only deserve it when we're 10 pounds lighter or when we're perfect or when we never yell. Or when mm-hmm. we eat vegetables. Yeah. Life's too short. Life is too yeah. precious and short. Isn't that like
0: Can you talk about the um the self-discipline it takes to say like, I know you're sad, Kelly. I know you're sad, Amanda. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna go for this walk anyway. We're gonna go surfing anyway. We're gonna sit at the beach anyway. Like there is a level, there's this fine line of like not bullying yourself into the joy, but mm. saying like no, this is going to be a little hard to make myself do, but it's worth it. Like yeah. What about that line?
1: I I think it's like if you're getting it 50/50 or 80 like getting it right 20% of the time and the other 80% you do reach for the, what's that delicious? It's not the Ben and Jerry's, but it comes in that clear gelat, like that delicious. Talenti, isn't it? Yes. If you reach for the mint (laughs) chocolate chip talenti, thank you. I was like, it's not tate. That's the delicious cafe. If you reach for the talenti Uh and you're watching Love is Blind, that be giving yourself what you need sometimes. And you're like, you know what, maybe next time I'll go for the walk and that's okay too. So You know, I think I come off very often as Kelly's always giving herself the workout in the garage. She's always giving herself the dog walk. No, sometimes I get defensive and I flip at my husband when I'm really tired. But what I'm learning and growing to do is, yes, I might snap at him. And then two minutes later, I'm like, I'm actually just really, really tired. And I let that vulnerability show. And then I cry Mm -hmm. And crying is one of those ways you get to go through the tunnel Mm -hmm. and show our hearts as opposed to like trying to muscle through all the time. I think a lot of women are muscling through and they're making it happen. That's like the the insidiousness of like how like the duet, like it's hard because women are so capable that we all put on this mask and make it look fine yeah when it's not fine because we show up for our kids and we show up for our family so I think the discipline of giving yourself what you need not what you want sometimes yeah you just gotta I think it's being open to experimenting yeah
0: yeah
1: and being like maybe this won't work and that's fine we're
0: gonna see what happens
1: And just because it didn't
0: work last time doesn't mean it won't work this time.
1: Yeah. Is there some inherent good I can give myself, even if I stomp my way all the way through it? Yeah. Um, Even if I just text my friend saying, I hate everything and everyone. Like I loved that.
0: You just had that as an Instagram post. I was like, this was my experience this week. So I had surgery three weeks ago. Like my foot is like up on my desk right now. (laughs) Yeah. and because of it, my period is late, like my, my body went into shock and like, I'm, I never have late periods, but like, I, like my body's like, no, we can't menstruate and heal at the same time. That's not happening this month. <laughs> I mean, it will come eventually, but like, I was, I opened your Instagram text and I was like, that's exact text. I sent a friend this week. I was like, I hate people. <laughs> And I think part of it is like my own frustration in the healing of surgery and the state of the world and my period not coming and like, but I love, I'm going to link to that post of yours. It's just like, yeah, it's okay to not like people sometimes, just like it's yeah. okay to not like a kid sometimes, just like it's yeah. okay to not like, and I think we have to give that grace to ourselves sometimes too. Like, I don't really like myself right now
1: and yeah. that's okay. But you know, it's better, you know, it's better than not liking people by yourself Liking people with a best, not liking people with a bestie. Right. Like, automatically you've made it better. Because yeah. it's one of those things like the, um, the, the RAIN acronym, um, by, um, Tara Brack, like recognize, accept, oh. investigate, non-identify. I love that. The minute you can like recognize what you're feeling, yeah. like, like speak it to the world. Like if it's just... That's why talking about our feelings feels so good. Like mm-hmm. it, t- like with shame, the Brene Brown stuff. Like shame grows in secret, and the moment you can speak something yeah, out loud, it totally. really robs it of its power. And just
0: like them. when I write, I hate people in a text. As soon as I write it, I almost laugh at it. I'm like, I don't actually yes. hate people, but in this moment,
1: <laughs> yes. Like, isn't it all ridiculous? Like, isn't ridiculous. that's kind of what I come back to? Like when people are mad at their kids i'm like yeah this is ridiculous yeah like any of this stuff is ridiculous the amount we have to do before 8 a.m to get the kids where they need to go is ridiculous how many different types of food have we made them for breakfast it's ridiculous why did they scream at us it's like the ridiculousness of life it's because it's laugh or cry out there and sometimes it's both yeah 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 but when you get to see it and name it and share it with someone like we're we're, we evolved as social creatures we we weren't meant to do this alone and when we are ashamed of how we feel or are trying to pretend we don't feel a certain way and we don't share what's on our hearts um we block ourselves from feeling joy because even if you can laugh at how awful it is like my dad's a brain cancer survivor. And it's mm. like, it is laugh or cry out there. Like his last stroke when he couldn't remember our names, but he remembered James and Lily, my, do- my daughter and husband couldn't remember his wife of many years, but oh, remembered my very handsome husband and <laughs> his granddaughter. Like it is laugh or cry out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. It's ridiculous. Yeah, maybe you I'll title your... this episode "Badass After Abortion." All the things. <laughs> yeah, all the feels <laughs> like you
1: sitting with your foot up on yeah. the desk. It's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. And, and it's ridiculous.
0: And you said something earlier, and I posted about this myself on Instagram yesterday. Is like, I followed the rules. I elevated my foot for two weeks. I kept it above my heart, and then two weeks was up, and I was like, okay. I'm going to start walking all day again. I mean, not walking, but just around my house. Right. And my kid was like, I wonder what your stitches look like. And I took the bandage off and I was like, my foot is like about to explode, like the pressure in my, but I wasn't feeling pain. So I was just like, oh, it's probably okay. And it was this place of like, We can do this with our emotions or our physical bodies, like ignore, ignore, ignore. But once I uncovered it, and I was like, "Fuck, that really needs my attention." So maybe it's my feelings about my abortion. Maybe it's my feelings about mothering. Maybe it's my physical body. But like having it covered doesn't mean it's okay. Like you gotta. And that's why coaching is
1: so. Yeah, and that's why what you do for people is so important, like uncover that shame, uncover that guilt and the duality of like, I know this was the right thing, but was it? I feel so awful about it. Yeah. Like uncovering that duality and knowing they're not alone and that they're still a good person. I think a lot of us are like, I'm a good mom. I'm a good mom. Like, (laughs) and Can you just be? I'm a mom. Yeah. I'm a human.
0: I mean, the thing I say in my coaching, I'm hesitating because there's a lot of things I say in my coaching a lot. There's a lot of words I use over and over and over again. But one of them is like, you're human. That's it. That's why you're feeling this way. Because you're human. Because I'm human. That's it. That's the end of that answer.
1: It's like we expect ourselves to be
0: robots.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. We're not robots. Yeah. We are not. And even the best computer models, modeling economics, modeling future pandemics, all these things. I I always reference this conversation I had with Chelsea Conneboy, who wrote Mother Brain. She's Uh actually a Massachusetts author. She's incredible. Oh, nice. About the science of what happens to your brain when you become a mom, but also in any parent caregiver. So we can't just say, oh, it's just mom brains. No, No. it's highly recommend her book. (laughs) But what she said was in the book is like, you know, the best computer models, their prediction capability becomes more powerful if they mess up. Because that correction is actually, yeah, yeah, right? That correction is what makes it know what the actual right answer is. And it won't become a great computer model predictive if it doesn't screw up. It has to screw up along the way. Mm -hmm. And we're the same way, our brains are supercomputers no we're not robots but like we have to screw up that's how we're built we're built to screw up and adapt and learn yes and if you're not effing something up you're dead like like the only scenario in which we wouldn't be effing something up is if we didn't exist anymore so like can we give ourselves the grace to exist and not call it like oh i'm a hot mess because i left my keys or i'm a hot mess because like I'm human. Whatever. My kid has cereal for lunch. Like, you are a human doing the thing. Yep. And we hold ourselves to the standard. That's impossible and no fun at all if you're doing all the things. Yeah.
0: And I know I have listeners who are like, yeah, but Mm -hmm. abortion isn't cereal for lunch. And I'm like, yeah, but... Creating a hierarchy of what decisions you're allowed to, to get wrong mm. or right or have a mistake or learn from, it's not going to work. Yeah. It, it was another decision. And so telling yourself, yeah, yeah but this is different. Is it yeah. working I, for you? If it's working for you, great, but I've never met anyone it's working for. <laughs> right.
1: And I think there's just this, Thing where no matter which decision you make, you can decide to give yourself grace or beat yourself up. Exactly. You're probably gonna do some of both either way. And can we use every hard decision that has a hard outcome as a chance to trust ourselves and remember that you have figured it out and made decisions in your life? that got you to the beautiful human you are today and you've made it through a lot of hard things and you can make it through this yeah and trusting yourself because I think we don't give ourselves enough credit for having really good instinct and making really good decisions we kind of forget one thing is really hard or painful or like torturous even and we think yeah I've I fuck up everything and that's not true actually. Yeah.
0: I the words you said beautiful human you are, I think that circles back for me as to why accessing joy is so important. Whether it's climbing a tree or surfing or sipping coffee on your deck listening to the birds, like mm-hmm. yes, crying is beautiful. Yes, anger can be beautiful, but really like it the value of finding ways to access your joy those are the moments you remember that you're a beautiful human those are the moments you remember it's beautiful to be human everything else is valuable but adding enough of that back into your life that's the t- like it's just it's hard to not believe you're a beautiful human when you're like soaking in the sun at the beach and just like yeah. living in your joy yeah you have to add enough of that into your life to be able to get through the shitty
1: stuff hmm Yeah. Can we take yeah. the tenderest care of ourselves? Because yeah. we just are born deserving yeah. of that. Ugh. Is there any, we've been talking for a long time.
0: I don't put my foot down. Is there anything you wanted to say before you came on that you haven't had a chance to say? And mm. if not, tell us where, well,
1: and tell us where
0: people can find you.
1: I want to say that asking for what you want, a lot of people say, "Oh, well, my husband's supportive," or "Oh, it's hard to ask my partner." It's hard to ask for this. I bet you, hundred dollars. The hardest person to ask is yourself, actually. Mm. So, asking for what you want is an inside job. It's not just asking for a babysitter, asking for a trip to Costa Rica. It's asking yourself for what you want and that muscle can start tiny. Like I want milk in my coffee. I want vanilla pumpkin spice mocha creamer in my coffee. Like whatever it is, yeah. start flexing that muscle in Ooh. the tiniest ways. Ask like,
0: yourself for what you want. That's yeah, so good. Yeah. So, good.
1: Um, so that's what I'm about. Like ask, ask for what you want. I think runs a lot deeper yeah. than it appears sometimes on the surface.
0: Yeah. I have a four-part series way back in the podcast. Mm. Um, like I told you before, you're like episode 180 something, but back at like 25, I think I did this series called Honor Your Abortion. And part three of that was honor your desires. And that's
1: what it looks like to honor
0: your desires. It's like ask for the thing that you want. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So important. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that okay. decision enables so many things. Like enables you to live the life you want there's a reason you made that decision can you trust and give yourself yes. the rewards of having given yourself that decision like yeah there's an upside yeah there must yeah. be there um is.
0: where can people yeah, find
1: you um people can find me on instagram i'm <laughs> at Kelbel Badass Moms. That's K-E-L-B-E-L underscore Badass Moms or BadassMoms.com. I am obsessed with my URL. That's
0: amazing. That's impressive. <laughs> I know.
1: How badass did that moms moms
0: not exist?
1: Back. I know, right? I was like, oh my God, I'm definitely buying this. It was like the wow. first thing I did. Um, BadassMoms.com. I also have a podcast, the Badass Moms podcast, which, you know, we'll have to have you on because I think you have really important things to say, but it's- I it's the honor of my life to do this thing that helps mom rem- moms remember that their fun is really important because your fun has ripple effects throughout the every life you touch your children intergenerational like your partner your fun is important
0: I'm writing in the center of this sun here your fun is really important that's yeah. beautiful Thank you so much for being here. It's a really fun conversation. Thanks for having me, Amanda. Thanks for listening. And as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience... Head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.